Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Welcome to the pregame, postgame podcast. I am Mike Pacheco, Jim Zoki from Highway 51 and Carmel Road in South Charlotte. We're just making our way around town every week. Yeah. We've left downtown or uptown, as we like That's to call right. it here in Charlotte. We've made our way out to the suburbs to a more convenient setting. And I guess every week it'll be like, where's Waldo? Where in the world is the pregame, postgame podcast this week? Right, we should bring uh, like tickets or hats or something with us. And if they can, people can live, find us. Live can, studio audience. Yeah, people, yeah. Right. Groupies can come find us. Of course, it'd be more like, hey, can you be here in 10 minutes? Because we're... Yeah, of course it's not live. So by the time you no, show up, we'll, we'll have left. We'll have left, but we should bear, we could like hide stuff, <laughs> <laughs> like a scavenger, a scavenger hunt. hunt. <laughs> <laughs> the giant golden key under the mushroom is where's right Z- under the brick. Where's Zoki's night's at? <laughs> <laughs> this is a big week. Getting ready for week one. Cowboys coming to town. Should be a lot of fun. Ready for it. Um, yeah, preseason's over. Regular season's here. I like our team. Uh, I like that we have a home opener for yeah. once, first time in five years, so that's happened. And uh, playing a team like Dallas, obviously, got that later start. All the nation will be paying attention to this one, too. But I do, outside of the injuries to the offensive line, and some of those guys look like they're sooner than later getting back, like Darrell Williams and Amini Solotulu. Um, Mike, I like I like where this team is, is shaping up, and they need to be good. I mean, this division, as we talked about past weeks, with Atlanta and, and New Orleans, they're not getting any worse going in so it's gonna be tough this year and you know what's interesting you know looking at uh i know like cbs sports um sporting uh sports illustrated i think there's one usa today i was looking at all the national prognosticators you know they have like five or six people and they all do their picks and it, i mean the panthers are really nationally getting disrespected uh for a team that you know you have cam newton who's only a couple years removed from being the mvp mm-hmm. uh he's healthy this year so you th- right. and to me this team looks more like going into the 2015 season than anything else, but if you look at these national proje- projections, Panthers are picked third in the division, and barely anybody has them as being even a, a wild card team. I guess I had them seven and nine. Like, how do you look at this roster? Yeah, and look at what they did last year, and to me, it looks like an improvement over last year, and and just come up with seven and nine. Yeah, uh, and again, that stuff's not worth anything. I guess it could be motivational bulletin board material for the team, probably not, but um. I just, if I was not a Panther fan and broadcaster, if I was living in California or New York, I would look at that team and go, I don't think they're seven and nine. No, <laughs> I don't know where that comes no. from. No, I mean, I mean, the division will go through New Orleans. And I think just because of what happened last year and the, the losing to New Orleans three times, you know, they have to kind of beat the man to be the man. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be a woo. A, woo yeah, that'll be a, a big test. But offensively, this team has so many weapons. And. You know, the one thing about the offensive line, and we talked about this in the, one of the past episodes, about, you know, you know, I think they've been able to coach guys up. And, of course, with Darrell Williams back and Amini Slotolo back this week, 
I think that'll maybe make people feel a little bit better. But I think we've seen in years past, Jim, that Cam sometimes can make up for deficiencies in other areas. Because, like last year, the running game. I mean, he had a season like none other in terms of all the years of him running the football because by default, the the traditional running game wasn't getting it done with Jonathan Stewart and even McCaffrey in terms of yards per average. Um, He had to kind of take it upon himself to be the running game, I think, later in the season after beginning the season not running at all. And, you know, people keep saying, well, as you just said, a lot of weapons. He doesn't have to run this year. And then there's Cam saying, well, a lion's got to roar. Right. <laughs> so the lion's going to roar, I guess. And so I, I don't think he's going to give up running. He may not run as much as he did last year, but he's going to run a lot. And so I think that's always going to be a big component. Why would you want to take away an entire one of your best weapons out of the whole offense, which is him just improvising when everyone's running downfield, covering the receivers, and there's a 15-yard gap? Why would you not want your quarterback to take off and run? I kind of take the opposite view, Jim. I think he may run as much, maybe even more, because of all these different weapons. And I think he's going to have opportunities where he's going to be able to make decisions as to whether he wants to you know if he thinks he has a five yard gain with a pass but he thinks he can get seven or ten yards on the run mm-hmm. and, he, and he has a better lane and maybe uh, it's not as a dangerous run I think he's going to take it I do too I think you know to, to me the biggest question mark heading into the year is will the offensive line be okay right because they've not only had the injuries they're going to miss on that time together and it is a unit it's a valuable time to have in preseason and camp and and not saying that it's going to be a season-long thing, but there might be a period of adjustment as you work guys back in. You'll miss plays here and there. You know, great news is you've got five-time Pro Bowl Ryan Kahlil who sets all that in yep. the middle of the offense. you got Trey Turner. Those guys have been great. So as, as long as they can keep those guys available for most of the games this right. year, you know, that's that's going to be huge. And as long as Taylor Moten, apparently Taylor Moten is the key to the universe. <laughs> I mean, if, if anything ever happens to Taylor Moten, yeah. the earth falls off its axis because he can fill right. in at any position, fix anything. Uh, make the line better, probably be backup quarterback if they needed them to. He could probably even be like a third, second or third sideline reporter, right? I mean, he can do just about I mean, anything. Yeah. I mean, that's a more difficult challenge that would take a few weeks to adjust to, but I think given time, right. Taylor Moten could probably make and that happen. And you could happen. probably put like an antenna on his helmet, <laughs> nice transmitter. The first left tackle, this yeah. isn't our question, too, is like with Ryan, uh, Matt Khalil out for half the year at least, Taylor Moten, I mean, this could just be his thing. Yeah. He just is the left tackle, right? and they'll have an interesting decision to make later on. But, I mean, he's got at least half a season. And part of it is not only is he good, there's really nobody else. Right. I mean, they've tried Daryl Williams before mm-hmm. at left tackle, and he's not nearly as good as he is at right tackle. Right, yeah, that's, that's going to be a key area to see. Of course, defensively, no Thomas Davis for the first four, first four weeks. The NFL told him he can't even um, – sitting his PSLs so I want a rebate I mean I'm paying good money for that I'm sure they're like lower level don't you think they're lower level I would think they're lower I think level. they're lower level yeah. so uh, maybe even be club yeah so uh, yeah it's disappointing for Thomas that he can't go to the games but uh Shaq Thompson looked good in the, I mean of course we've seen the Shaq's progression be great. Him, he's, he's gonna be great he's, gonna be good. he's been yeah. doing it the last few years on third down anyways right. in that in that role so I think they'll be fine they've had you know they do that Buffalo package anyway where they bring the safety down like Colin Jones or could be Rashad Golden coming down yeah. being essentially that Buffalo package so I think they'll be fine there well they're gonna get a big test in week one with Dallas because Dallas likes to run the run the ball they're a team that has uh had over 2,000 yards rushing the last two years. First time they've done that since, I think, the 1998-1999 season. And Ezekiel Elliott's now back for a full season. So right. that's going to be a big test here in week one, getting the running game shut down for Dallas. They'll go as Zeke, Zeke goes as far as yeah. looking at the Dallas perspective of things because when he was healthy that rookie year, they won 13 games. We had the six-game suspension last year. They won nine games. And with that, the domino effect of Dak Prescott wasn't nearly as good. His quarterback rating went from his rookie year of 105 down to 86 last yeah. year because they didn't have that having to respect the run game once 
Ezekiel Elliott was finally suspended that season long back and forth is he suspended is he not thing from last year so it's a great challenge on opening day I don't think this is like a 13 and 3 Cowboys team but no. it's a good team but it is an interesting uh, situation for them because they've had back-to-back winning seasons for the first time since 08. We're jealous 09. of that. I know. Well, what does that feel like? Well, and I think that that may be partially the the mindset of some of these national people too. The Panthers, you know, historically have not been able to do that. Now they did have the three-year run where they went to the playoffs three straight years. Well, uh, one of those was seven, eight, and one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I'm saying the back-to-back winning still. We're still waiting yeah. on that to happen one of these years. I like it. I like the team. I think we're going to be good. Um, I have my fourth and final fantasy football draft tonight, which is too many. And then we're doing this thing on Panthers.com, like Jordan Gross and yeah. some other folks are doing this thing where we pick six players every week and put that out there. So technically I have five teams to set every week. I'm exhausted, Mike. I mean, I need a regular yeah. season game to come. I've set five lineups. I've done four preseason games. I mean, I need regular season football to occur. Okay, I, I, I start off my fantasy football season with a 15-yard penalty. So listen to this. This is You're going to love this. So I, I do a league with some guys that I used to work with when I was with the Intimidators, and you know, uh, they're all over the place now. Like one works with the Diamondbacks, another guy works in, in college. Some of them are like athletic trainers, literally all over the country. The only time we can do this draft is at night, and uh, so we pushed it back because I had a night's game. We were going to do it last week of the season, so I said, "No, let's do it on September 5th." And a couple other guys had conflicts. So I said, "Yeah, let's do September 5th." And because everybody works in sports, it's kind of late. It's like a 11:30. Eastern time draft. Right. So my wife went out of town yesterday. Uh, so I had to get up early, put John to school. Uh, you know, I had uh, another podcast to do. I had a, a charity, um, the hospitality house. That I do some volunteer work for, on the board. I had a meeting for that. So I was kind of running around yesterday. I got home. You know, we put John to bed, and I went to sit down and just uh, lay down in bed and watch some stuff. Next thing I know, it's six o'clock in the morning. Totally missed my draft. To this, I haven't even checked yet. I'm, um, I'm too afraid to look at my draft. Did you have an auto draft then? Hmm? Is, is there an auto draft for that? Or yeah, no? there is an auto draft. So you've got like eight kickers. And I've got eight kickers. I have three quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be all over the waiver wire today. <laughs> I think I have the. Uh, I, I probably, I probably have the Tampa Bay defense. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that's, it. A, that's a party fall. And, and, and you know, you know, you have it's the thing. You know, the meme like you have one job. You had one. You have one draft. Yep. You had one job to do. One job to do. You had one job to do. All right, you ready for our random question of the week? Yeah, let's let's hit that. Because it's opening day, it's going to be a random question, but I want to make it kind of a a, a football fun thing because I think it's a good question we had at our fantasy draft last night as we were all drafting. You have to live and die with one Panther wide receiver this year. Not not a player, a wide receiver. One wide receiver. Which wide receiver is going to have the best? We'll do fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy football year out of all the Panther wide receivers, of which, counting Curtis Samuel, hopefully he's okay. we got six guys right now. Right. Best, all right, hang your hat on one wide receiver, and we're thinking with a fantasy angle. I think it's going to be Devin Funches. I think to start with it might be. I can see it coming away from that, too. Yeah. I think by the end, I'm going to go DJ Moore. Yeah. By the end of the year, and going full 16 games, not just that 13-week fantasy schedule, I think by the end, I think it's going to start out maybe Funches because he's used to that. I love Torrey Smith's potential. I was not say- Torrey Smith, I'm sorry. DJ Moore's potential. Yeah. And, and by the way, Torrey Smith will be great. But DJ Moore's potential to really, with the, the run after the catch, make some big plays this year. Yeah, I was, I, I was going to say my sleeper pick would be Torrey Smith because he might have a sneaky good year. Yeah, but I think I think you know Funches. I think had a he, he's coming off a good preseason, coming off last year. I think he's, you know, continuing to grow. I think he's going to put up some big numbers, and plus with his size, I think he's going to he might be a guy that they look at in the in the red zone. My sneaky guy is going to be I think because he could do the Ted Ginn role, especially right. if Samuel's out for a period of time, is going to be Bird. 
I think mm-hmm. Demir Bird could have some sneaky totals. Remember, he had those two touchdowns, one with yeah. special teams. But he started really getting the flow last year, so I think it's going to be fun to watch. Well, I'm excited to see DJ Moore because, you know, they haven't had that wide receiver that has that that kind of extra degree that, that Steve Smith yeah. had. And, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's some of it's mental, some of it's attitudinal, and some of it's, you know, ability. But, it's all, you know, it's all mixed in together. And I think he's going to be a guy that – I think you're right. I think he has an, an opportunity to be a guy that uh, down the stretch could be a guy that Cam goes to. But what's going to be interesting about all these wide receivers, and, you know, we probably could have put Greg Olson in there. I was trying. Even though he's a tight end. but I he, think it's more difficult to ask which receiver. I think Olson yeah. may end up being the guy again just because he's healthy and he's Cam's security blanket and all that place. I think the key thing to, to look at, and I, and I think we know the answer to this because as much as we've been around the team this year and in years past, I don't get the sense that there's going to be a problem – um, like if, if a guy doesn't get three or four targets a game, I don't think there's going to be that pouting. That I don't think this, this team is going to be like that. I think this team is going to be happy. You don't see Jarius Wright just complaining to the media he only got targeted yeah, I don't three think times. So. I think they understand. Com- well, and I think also when they came in, I think they understood that this is going to be a prolific that's, offense. It's going to be. It's built on variety. Variety, and, and that's going to change week to week in terms of who might be featured. And uh, you know, here's a plug for the post game show, pregame post game podcast. Right. You know, you know, Marty Herney told us in week one. You know, it was one of those games where. The starters played a lot, and there was a lot of wide receivers. You know, granted, it was maybe more so than a normal game because it was preseason, and you're looking at different guys. But you know, I think there were like 13 different targets in that game. And and Marty said, you know, but that's what we want. Like we want, you know, a good stat sheet for us will be if there's seven wide receiver, you know, including Greg Olson and, and yeah. the running backs. If there's seven and guys getting balls, eligible Taylor Moten. Right, <laughs> right, right. I forget his number off the top of my head, but it's like number 74 is eligible, right? Um, but, yeah, but I, I think if, if you look at – now, Greg Olson, you, you probably want to see him with five or six targets every game at least. But, I mean, I think if the catches are a two, three, four guy, but they're, you know, six, seven, eight deep, I think you, you can live with that. All right, so, Mike, you, and, uh, you got Brett for the postgame show? No, it's going to be uh, Sharon Thorson Sharon, and I. Brett's Brett doing is, NASCAR? He's got NASCAR responsibilities. Yeah, first two weeks, he's going to start off on the IR. All right, good deal. Well, he's going to be behind, but hopefully he'll catch up in the third week. So, catch Mike and Sharon on the postgame show. Uh, we'll be starting with the pregame show on WBT 1.30, later kickoff this week. We get Mick back in the booth with uh, me and Eugene. So, here we go, home opener, Dallas Cowboys. Looking forward to it, Mike. Now, I learned one thing about Mick. We had Mick on the other podcast that I do, the Bearded Car Cast. And he was. We were talking about him and, and uh, you know kind of his interests. I did not know that he has his um, contractors. He has, he has a general contractor's license. And he's also married to people. He's got uh, internet preaching license also. So he didn't tell us that. Yeah, he did some. He built a garage once on Chapel Hill. So he probably had to get yeah. the contractor's license. Yeah. He actually built a garage at a previous house. Now he makes enough money now. He's not building his own garage, but I think he would like to. Absolutely. But I don't think Don will let him. Well, so it fun- doesn't collapse on him while he's making it. <laughs> but the funny thing he told us, like you know, people will look up for general contractors, and they keep calling him, asking him <laughs> if they can hire him. He's like, No, I'm busy. <laughs> good to have side work in this business. That's right. So well, always hey, good to have a backup plan. Hey, mo- yeah, as mom and dad always says, always good to have a backup plan. Exactly. All right, Mike. Hopefully, we're talking about one and zero next week, getting ready for Atlanta after this one. You got it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor. We're going to trial. Simone Missick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.